Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. And we are finishing up or continuing to talk about parenting. Yes. Which I love to talk about and um, could talk about a lot. But right, we want to cover some other important things. And mm-hmm. so this episode may be a little shorter, and that's probably okay. Right. You probably so. don't need to hear us super long all of the time. <laughs> but yes, we're jumping back into that concept of parenting, of overcoming our own weaknesses, our own uh, issues that get in the way of showing up in all of the loving ways for our children. Yep. And this first point that we want to make is really important. I should probably be the one to share this. <laughs> um, and that is, as parents remain hopeful, you're only one player on the team and their story as well. And a really good yes. analogy for that is think about volleyball um, and how there's those players who think that they need to move out of their position to hit the ball mm-hmm. where it's coming because they don't have any faith or confidence in the person who's in that position. Right. And so they're running around trying to do everything. And usually where the ball finds itself is in the position they should have been in uh-huh. <laughs> if they weren't all over the place. And so don't feel like you're the only person that is contributing to your child's health and well-being. There's a big team, actually. Right. Um, Friends and friends' parents and um, teachers, religious leaders. God. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, even if they felt like they were totally isolated, I think that's the biggest, you know, team member. Yeah. Is, is God getting to be their, their parent, their, um, director. That's one that I always go to is like, okay, let God be their God and their parent and not try to get in the way. I think, gosh, we could probably spend the entire time just talking about this and how critical this is. Right. Yeah, we could. For, for our children and for our own sanity. Right. Because yeah. what's the issue is when we get in the way of someone else's business, whether that's God or some, you know, someone else's, our child, you know, that's when we start to suffer. That's when we start to struggle. And sometimes that's when we, we start grabbing up and we're like, oh no, like, no, I need to be in this space. I need to be in this space. And I think what we were talking about, you know, before, before we started recording is this like openness versus closed. And I think when we start getting in stuff that isn't our business or that we don't have control over, we start to get into a much more closed, right? A much more closed space. And, and that final part, their story ends well is really important. So understanding that some of our children will only learn by the things that they suffer and that's okay. Mm-hmm. 
this concept that finding meaning in suffering is the purpose of life. And we get so caught up in trying to avoid all pain and suffering. Or avoid um, it for our children. Right. We definitely try to avoid it for our children, which makes sense. Um, but maybe shifting perspective to, I'm not going to try to create it, but I'm not afraid of it either because what I can do the most for my child is to make sure they don't feel alone and together we find a way through the suffering that brings purpose and meaning. And isn't that exactly what God does for us? Right. Right. It's not a prevention of hardship or suffering, but a showing up with you through that process as much as you are willing to allow it. Right. And I think that's really, really important for us to be as, as parents. And I think that really connects with us. I think there's two spaces that we get into when we're not um, hopeful, when we get closed and grabbed up. And one of those is we get too concerned about their suffering or we get too concerned mm-hmm. about our suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I think it can be both and, right? Like there's definitely times when I have been really concerned about my own suffering because of like choices that my children were making or really concerned about their suffering or both. And I, it's just not helpful, right? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't allow for growth and movement and, and progress. Right. So, and I, I think the other thing is, I think some of, you know, we kind of said it that some of our children will learn only by the things they suffer and that's okay. And I think maybe a more accurate way to say that is even, I think all of us suffer through only by the things we learn experience in some ways. Like there's right. just going to be some way that you just have to experience that. Right. And, right, and, sure. and hit it a bunch of times before you're like, Oh yeah. Right. And I think sometimes it's easier for us to accept the suffering that our children do as long as it fits into that category of the ways that we maybe have, you know, done it, um, as opposed to ways that we haven't done it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think having that, having that space of being open to them, them needing to suffer in specific ways in order to kind of figure it out that are different than what we find acceptable or okay, or the ways that we chose to suffer. (laughs) The way we choose for them. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But it's important to kind of allow for some of those spaces, right? Like for me as like a super obedient by the book, like just do the things to have, you know, a child that pushes against those spaces, that's harder for me. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas for someone else, they might welcome that space, but you know, maybe like, Oh, well you're so rigid in this, like doing the things and I'm not really okay with that. Whereas I have to kind of open some space around like my child's that's like ends up being more of a perfectionist and like, Hey, let's look at the ways that you're suffering here and, and actually lean into that a little bit more. Yeah. So it's kind of this interesting space to kind of look at and think about where, where the meaning is that we're making of things, where we're, where we're landing on that. Is it okay for my child to suffer? Is it okay for me to suffer watching them? 
suffer? And can I just show up for them and love them in that space? Because I trust. Yes. I trust in how their, their story ends. I trust in where their path ultimately leads. And I'm confident that there are good things outside of my control also impacting this process. And so Mm -hmm. I can show up in a different place for them. Yeah. Yeah. That is just so, such a powerful concept. Yeah. And probably one that could apply to just about about anyone in every relationship. (laughs) It's true. But I think it's hard. It's, I think it's hardest with the people that you love the most. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly our children are, are some of those people. But I think the more that we grab up, the less able we are to allow our children to interact and have those spaces where there could be these positive interactions outside of just us or just us and God or just, you know. And that I think is a really powerful space. Yep. And I think as part of that, kind of the next point that we wanted to talk about is that no matter what choices they're making and decisions and things that are going on for them, that their self-worth, that their worth is 100%. It's completely independent of what they do. So you're familiar with this concept mm-hmm. and could easily be the most important concept in parenting. Right. Is to teach your children that their worth is 100% independent of what they do. We, we have to transition into your choices determine your quality, quality of life, life. not your worth or your so value. Much. Yes. And so I want you to have a good quality of life. That's why I um, teach. That's why I'm anxious at times or passionate or, mm-hmm. you know, talk about something as much as I do. But I will do a better job of that if I can separate that too. Yes. And say they're going to be okay. They're worth their value, untouchable, unchangeable. But I do want them to have a good quality of life. Right. And and then sometimes that quality of life piece goes back to the last point that we were talking right. about. Like, right? Like it's it's okay for maybe them to have these spaces where they suffer. And my job as a parent is to kind of direct them and guide them to what I believe will be will create the best quality of life for them. Yep. And then they get to decide. And yep we get to continually come back to that space in our minds and our space with our children that your worth is a hundred percent period. We're human beings. We're not human doings. And that is just where your worth is. Yep. And I love that. Again, I think we've, I've talked about this before, but you know, with my kids, that's, you know, something I talk about a lot. And I, you know, tell them like when they make mistakes or when they're struggling or when they're, I can tell they're feeling some shame or, you know, something is coming up for them. And I'll just, I'll just look at them and say, Hey, Hey, you know, (laughs) Hey, come here, look at me, Mm -hmm. look at me. Like, does my love change for you? Like, did my love change for you that you did that or that you thought that or whatever? It's like, Nope, sorry. You're totally stuck with me. Like nothing you do can make me love you more and nothing you do can make me love you less. You're just stuck with me. And how much <laughs> love I have. And that's, you know, and that's where God is too. And this is just an unchangeable thing. Yep. And it is, it's just watching the shift in their faces is mm-hmm. so powerful. Yeah. And you better follow through. You can't say this and then right. 
put an overemphasis on failure. <laughs> yes, yes. So be careful. Yes, it's so it's so tricky, right? Because it can be a really tricky spot. <laughs> yeah, because um, you know this already. Uh, I'm sure you want to reward effort, not if something is good or not. Mm-hmm. Not that you don't reward if it's good. But you want to teach them that it's putting effort into something that really counts because they will fail a lot. And if it's only right. okay if you succeed or you win. And I get the idea, you know, everybody gets a trophy. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not a big fan of everybody gets a trophy. But the concept is good, which is just for showing up and playing and trying, um, there's recognition. So yeah. I don't know what the best balance there would be, but right. it's kind of that idea, right? <laughs> But you want your children to feel rewarded or really just means get attention, get validation, get love, get mm-hmm. time, um, just for trying, just for making the attempt and putting effort into it. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. And, and I think that fits in this concept of that we differentiate between the consequences of, of choice and choices and punishment for like being bad, right. Versus making a poor choice or a choice that's going to like reduce their quality of life. Yeah. Right. So, so just to put this into perspective, I do a lot of disclosures. Mm-hmm. I did a couple this week, heavy R- and remind r- some of maybe some of our listeners oh, yeah. aren't in this space, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. So a disclosure, and sexual, dis- uh, sexual disclosure, sexual history, a spouse will share their sexual history, answer partner questions. We do a lie detector test and we only share everything if we pass. And so, mm-hmm. um, but at the beginning of that disclosure process where the spouse is about to share everything, basically that they never wanted to share with anybody and take to their grave, mm-hmm. I make it a point to say, now, remember, we're talking about behavior not who you are, not worth or value. And this is relevant to both because the person who has the sexual history feels terrible, but the spouse who this happened to or was involved with in some way, infidelity or or deception, they feel terrible too. And they feel like I wasn't enough to keep them interested. I wasn't Mm -hmm. enough. This is kind of like what I deserve. This is, you know, yeah, sometimes I'm just not good enough. Yeah. And so it's really important at the outset to share that. Yes. I mean, your heart takes over, but we do want to have some sort of baseline of what this means and what this does not mean. And so it's like that. Right. This is not a being bad. Who you are, your worth, your worth, your worth. And I think that those, those pieces are just so critical in this, in this process of parenting, because that is, I think those kind of core concepts are really, I mean, if there's one thing that we yeah. are able really. to communicate and have our kids walk away with, that would be it. Yep. Everything else is going to work itself out and, you know, in the wash, like it will, <laughs> it will figure itself out. They will figure themselves out. And if we can really stick to those core principles, I think there's going to be success and there's going to be a grounded centeredness inside of themselves and we're going to succeed as, as parents showing up in the ways we need to. Really? That's true. So there is our parenting thought for, for the day. So I think with that, 
being one of the most important things we can share. And we want to leave that with you so that you can sit with it and kind of let that settle, right? I think it's always good for us to do that. I, I know I'm definitely going to be thinking about this even more, you know, over the next couple of days. Yeah. Because it's just such a powerful, important concept that we can always look at where we can just do a little better. And we want you to challenge yourself to see how you're showing up. And if you actually believe this, when you're heading into difficult conversations or dealing with issues, are you coming into that conversation with this clearly defined, at least in your mind, because you're going to approach them, treat them differently if you do. So that's your challenge. Yeah. That's your homework. Pay attention to how you're showing up. Pay attention to, are you responding in different ways because you're afraid of their suffering or afraid of your suffering, right? Yeah. Those are tricky spots. Yep. Uh, and, and looking at that worth piece. Yep. Oh, so such good stuff. Good stuff. All right. We Thanks will for listening. see you next time. Thank you for listening to two therapists talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.